0: And welcome to That's Life, where we presently have more anti-Semites in Congress than we know what to do with. Because one, folks, is too many. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Segal Network. You can find me here right after Allison. And right before Nachum's live lunch, joining me behind the board is Yoni. And Yoni posted something or tweeted something out or something about somebody, rafters, rafters, I don't know, something sports-related. That just made me wonder what in God's name do you and I have in common? Good morning.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure if you followed me. I always forget. Like sometimes. I
0: follow you, but I don't follow you. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I think most people do that to me. Yeah, I have no (laughs) idea. I follow, but not follow. I
0: literally am looking at this going, I don't even know what he's saying. I have no idea. Something sports related because Yoni doesn't tweet anything that's not sports related. Was it a right. tweet or was it a... No, it was a tweet. Yeah. Twitter is
1: interesting because, it, I mean, you know... It's it, the it's Wild interesting. West right. is what it is. Um, but it also gives an opportunity for a lot of people to voice their opinion, good or bad, to uh, other people that otherwise you wouldn't have a chance to reach.
0: Okay, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yes, Twitter, unfortunately, has become an absolute den of hatred, um, while Twitter used to be fun. Right. It's certainly... Same
1: could be said for Facebook, too.
0: I find Facebook still <clears throat> to be a lot calmer. Interesting, okay. Than Twitter um frankly uh, i think
1: facebook you need like an article to start getting the hatred you know out oh, there yes. right twitter is it just it's unbelievable. within a second anyone could just be like all right i hate jews you they're, know whatever it is correct
0: like. they're spewing hatred left and right right but uh, can you just go back because it's such an innocuous topic for mm-hmm. sport, sports what was making you angry this morning
1: this morning i don't think anything i don't think there was anything specific. I thought
0: you posted something this morning
1: I think just general, nothing. Yeah, nothing. What was
0: it about? What what team?
1: I think the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Oh, it was about the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. just in terms of. Is there any? They okay. need to get healthy.
0: They they need to get healthy. Okay, I don't even know what that means, but again, it's amazing that that Yoni and I find anything to talk about um, because I don't understand half these things that he's saying, but I assume he's right in what he's saying. That's where I'm going with this. Anyway, let's do the national holidays. Oh, Yoni, I didn't get a fortune cookie. Oh man. Okay. Let's do, the, um, let's do the national holidays. First of all, today is Ferris Wheel Day, and I love Ferris Wheels. Do you remember the Ferris Wheel we saw in Atlanta? Yeah, that was cool. That was super cool because each seat on the Ferris Wheel uh, was a different NFL team. So that was really cool. Um, no one let me go on the Ferris Wheel, but that was still cool to see. It's also International Book Giving Day. It is League of Women Voters Day, Frederick Douglass Day. Pet Theft Awareness Day. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh because stealing somebody's pet isn't funny. But who goes around stealing people's pets? Yoni, you Well, you, you have to be aware of it. St- Yoni, you stopped stealing people's pets, correct?
1: Mm, I have stopped.
0: Okay, good. I'm happy to hear that. It was one of my New
1: Year's resolutions a few uh, years back. Well done. Yeah.
0: Uh, it is library, library Lover's Day, something you don't participate in, I assume. No. Okay. Uh, National Have a Heart Day, National Donor Day, National Women's Heart Day, which is a combination of all these things. It is Quirky Alone Day, which I have to imagine balances out Valentine's Day. I was going
1: to say, I assume <laughs> a lot of these have to do with val- like that. Well, we just went through the hearts and everything.
0: Yes, of course. It's also Single Singles Awareness Day. See? That's so mean. Does it not say Valentine's Day on there? <laughs> it does. Oh, okay. But it's all, I mean, I don't see how the Ferris wheel and Valentine's Day go in hand in hand. But the fact singles awareness day. I mean Shout out. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I there's so much to say about this. I don't yeah. know if, I I think it's better if I say absolutely nothing. Uh it's congenital heart defect awareness day. And it's also World Sound Healing Day. I'm not exactly sure what World Sound Healing Day means. Um, but something that did not make this list that is certainly worth Remembering and worth... Today knowing.
1: sounds like it was the most holidays ever that we've ever had on the show. True right. or false?
0: Um, Well, I... I, I that edit- you've actually... Yeah, there right. you go. I usually edit some out that I do not think are for our audience or worth getting into. But something that is worth mentioning that happened one year ago is that it is the one year... Um, It has been one year since the Parkland shooting, Parkland school shooting in which 17 souls were tragically taken from this earth um when a gunman opened fire at the Marjorie Stoneman High School Douglas Stoneman Douglas High School on February 14, 2018 and it's certainly worth mentioning that um, that event because the more we mention it the more we remember those souls that were lost tragically tragically, tragically taken um, from 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 the world and certainly from their families if you check out my Twitter feed you'll see a a tweet that I shared from one parent who lost his daughter that morning uh, who says that he sent two kids to school that morning and only one came home. And he wonders whether he remembered to tell his daughter that morning that he loved yeah, her. I saw that. Yeah. So that is unbelievably tragic and is certainly worth taking a moment to remember those 17 people. Yoni, got, what was that noise? Did you hear that? Yoni uh, just got me a fortune cookie. Let's do this fortune cookie and then we will get to our guest. Um, here we go. Professionalism is knowing how to do it, when to do it, and doing it. You know, we, we've had that we've one. had that.
1: Yeah, we've had that one. That is
0: so bad. Of all the ones that you picked, you picked the one we've had before. I don't understand. Why <laughs> are we nothing. getting repeats? I, I really got nothing. We, why are we getting?
1: You've been doing it this long that we've gotten to the repeats stage. Oh
0: my god, that is that is. I we might need a new think. stick. We might need a new stick. We might need a new stick. I'd like to call the the uh, fortune cookie people at Golden Bowl and find out how often they repeat their fortunes.
1: Right, like Snapple facts. How often do you right. think those, or maybe that should be the news Maybe. That's it.
0: And and then we'll t- take a minute to see if that fa- that Snapple fact is real. Right. Right, because you know they're not all real. Which is oh. Funny. You we, didn't we know that's some- why? No, 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 I
1: know that. I'm saying we got something here. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We okay, like- fine.
0: We're done with fortune cookies. Mm,
1: okay. Okay, fine. I mean, it's your call, but.
0: <laughs> well, today we're done with fortune right. cookies. You're listening to that Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm joined this morning by a returning guest, an unbelievably talented Returning guest, Sarah Dukes is a mother of six. She's a licensed mental health counselor and she's an award winning composer. She started playing piano when she was only six years old and composed her first song at the mere age of eight. I was not composing music at the age of eight. Classically trained until she was 18, the North Carolina resident raised uh, pianist increasingly turned to her music and songwriting as a way of expressing herself. And by the time Sarah finished high school, she had a stirring collection of original pieces that made up her debut album entitled Finding Forever, which was performed by world-renowned pianist Yaron Gershavsky. In 2016, Sarah released her second album of original piano solos called Life Sometimes, and Sarah's latest release, which we will premiere here on That's Life in the middle of this interview, we or- halfway through this interview. Uh, It's entitled Yesterday Again. It's featuring Clay Agnew as the vocalist, and it is her debut not only as a songwriter, but as a lyricist. The result is a striking performance of emotional intelligence and vulnerability, because Yesterday Again is a ballad reflecting on the universal experience of losing a loved one. Good morning, Sarah. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me, and I I will tell you that I was completely moved. I don't know. I, I hope you take this as a compliment, but I was moved to tears. Um, when I listened to yesterday again after you had sent me the track, so so congratulations on this new release.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, I- I'm also moved to tears every time I listen to it. Is, does that
0: surprise you, by the way that um, that you're moved to tears by your own work, or is it the sum total of having lit- written the lyrics and composed the music that you're that you're that makes you all in on this piece? You
2: know, I think as um, a composer and a songwriter, the goal is to be able to create a piece of music that evokes emotion. Um, and for um, for a music, for a song, to create such an enormous amount of emotion in the listener, such as this song, I really, truly feel that... Um, it really is Hashem's song, and I was just the conduit to bring it into this world because I don't feel like you know I'm not I don't consider myself a songwriter or a lyricist. and um I don't feel like this is something that I would be able to do on my own
0: wow so so then, what brought you to this point where you weren't just doing uh, the music itself, but you worked on the lyrics and and composed and became the lyricist for this piece as well?
2: Uh, Well, there was a number of tragedies um, in my life, in our community, um, and I was really affected by it. We were just losing a lot of special people. And um, usually when I feel an intense amount of emotion from something or because of something, I do go to the piano and usually... Um, release, you know, release it through the piano and a composition is born. So I did go to the piano, assuming that 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 was going to happen. And um, the lyrics kind of came out together with the melody that has never happened before, because I don't, again, all of my previous releases are all piano solo, um, one instrumental. And I don't usually, uh, that's not, the, the common way that I express myself through words, it's more through music and sound and piano solos. So I was very, very surprised that it happened like this. And I sent it to someone and said, look, I've never done anything like this. Is there any potential with this song? And he said, absolutely. Send it to this guy, Clay. He'll make a demo for you so you'll be able to hear what it sounds like. And so I sent it to Clay. And he helped me with a couple of the lyrics. He helped me, um, you know, just put the whole song together like you hear it. And he sent back this demo, and I started crying. And I realized that there's no way. But, you know, originally I was going to hear the demo and then see what I was going to do with it, like maybe pitch it to another singer or figure out what to do. But once he sent it back, and it... Um, And I had such a strong emotional reaction to the song. I realized that, like, you know, this is it. This is exactly what I want to give over. This is the effect that I wanted to have. And, um, And I decided to release it myself.
0: And were you able to feel that sense of healing that you often look to from the piano through the composition of this piece?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, something about this song is that... It is a sad song, um, but I don't feel like it's a depressing song. Like, it's sad and comforting at the same time, and it really is very therapeutic for me and very healing. And I go through that experience every time I listen to this song. It just has that healing element um, and comforting aspect to it.
0: When you sat down to the piano the first time um, for this piece, Were you surprised at the—I mean, I understand that the lyrics—you didn't expect the lyrics to come out, but let's talk about the music angle for for a second, because that is your go-to. Were you surprised at the notes that you started to play? I mean, did you expect the piece, or did you think the piece was going to go in a different direction?
2: Um, No. Usually when I sit down to compose a piece, I'm not—I don't hear the melody before. I don't know what I want. Like, I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm not analyzing where it should go, where it's supposed to go. I really just let my fingers guide me, and I never know where it's going to end up. And sometimes it could surprise me, like, wow, that's really powerful, or wow, that sounds amazing, or that's beautiful. But um, but I'm not really assessing it at that time or analyzing what's happening um theory-wise with the music when I'm actually composing
0: because I'm always fascinated by the 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 path that an artist takes in composing his or her art regardless of what medium that is you know there's there's Yitzhak Muli, who is a phenomenal pop artist who still has his basics. He is starting with his paints, he's starting with his canvas and and, and things move him as he goes along. So he and so I appreciate, you know, when he does, let's say, a video and, and we're watching the video and you show you see how you get from point A to point Z and how he got to the end of that piece. So in terms of writing music, which is something I would say ninety percent of my listeners, if not more, It's not something they can do. I can't do it. You know, we sit down as children. We finger paint. We do this. We do that. And everyone's doing, um, you know, painting classes where we can all come out with a beautiful piece of artwork. (laughs) And, And those are... The, the and and that's that's something that we can experience, but it's not something what you're doing is not something I can experience. I cannot play a note. So I'm I'm fascinated to try and I don't want to say get into your head, but just to try to understand how you start at point A and get to point Z, especially with a piece like this.
2: Um I I find that different when it comes to musicians or art in general. There are different ways and different, um, yeah, there's different ways that composers compose. So some composers actually hear the melody in their head before, um, and they try and figure it out. Through their instruments, some actually—I've had a few friends that they dream of a melody and they wake up or they wake themselves up and they try and do what they can to record it and hold on to that. So my personal way of composing is—I really—I feel this like force that's pulling me to the piano, and I try to take advantage of that when I'm feeling it because I know the chances of me sitting down then and coming up or starting a composition um, are very high. I don't always get a chance to be able to do that. It depends what I'm in the middle of, if I'm in the middle of my kids or if I'm working, you know, and sometimes it will also last a couple of days and I know I just have to find the time to do it. Um, But what usually happens is I'll sit down and believe it or not, I don't know piano theory. I don't know chords. I can't tell you what key my pieces are in. Um, but I do try to tap into the emotional element of the specific sounds of the keys. And this is something that I've actually, I've been teaching. Um, I've had one, two students so far, and I really teach them to... Be sensitive to the notes. There's certain emotion that each note can draw out. And then there's the high notes and the low notes. And when you play two notes together, how does that make you feel? And to just help the person um, explore the keys and explore the sounds until eventually they come up with a combination that sounds good or that they like. and And then that's great. And then play it over and over again until you're ready to develop that. So in terms of, you know, you not being able to do this, I I personally believe that you could. Um, It's really just making yourself sensitive to the different sounds. So that's what I do. I'll sit down. I'll try and come up with something that kind of expresses how I'm feeling and just take it from there. Um, I actually started sharing the process on my Instagram page a long time ago. Um, I started a new piece and I said, okay guys, this is where it is right now. This is the very beginning. This is how I plan to develop it. Um I didn't really end up finishing it. I almost finished <laughs> the piece, but it's not finished yet. Um, it's a work it's a it work in progress. It's a work yeah. in progress. Exactly. Yeah, it is. And, there you and that's go. what was interesting about yesterday again is that it came out all at once in one shot, which was very different for me, very new. Um and that's also why I feel like that came directly from Hashem whereas I know all my other songs do also but there was something different and unique about this song.
0: Well, I couldn't ask you for a better introduction before we start this song. So you are listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We are premiering the Sarah Duke single titled Yesterday Again featuring Clay Agnew here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
3: Yesterday again I'd still be holding your hand And I'd never let it go Because I would know That it would be my last chance And you would still be here by my side Until tears filled our eyes I'd be so carefree Cause you'd be here with me If only it were yesterday again But I know you're happy now And I'll try to be happy for you But I'm not sure how with my heart broken into, I still feel you And remember all that we've been through And there is so much more that I would say If only it were yesterday I miss your arms around me tight Telling me that it'll be all okay. It's so hard without you in my life But I know you're happy now And I'll try to be happy for you But I'm not sure how With my heart broken into I still feel you And remember all that we've been through And there is so much more that I would say if only it were yesterday So fly, my dear angel Won't you send a little light my way Cause it's feeling pretty dark today Fly home But I know you're happy now And I'll try to be happy for you But I'm not sure how With my heart broken into I still feel you And remember all that we've been through And there is so much more that I would say But I know you know my heart in every way I I could have seen you stay. I'm so grateful for
0: yesterday. That was yesterday again. Sarah Dukes' latest release. Sarah, it really is absolutely beautiful listening to it again. And the, the juxtaposition of it being the one-year anniversary of the Parkland shooting certainly um, I, I certainly find the song even more poignant than I did before. Um, I wonder if, it, with the couple minutes we we have left, we can just talk for a second as a as a fellow mother of six, and and also as a mental health professional. Not that I am a mental health professional, but you, being a licensed mental health counselor, we can talk for a second about balancing all of those elements and still having time for quote unquote yourself in order to make sure that your music is your healthiest way of expression. So let's just talk for a second about balance. How do you try and bring all of this into balance in your life?
2: Um, You know, it's interesting because I, I'm actually currently working on being more aware of the fact that, you know, as you mentioned, like we have different roles. Like sometimes You know, we have to be a mother. Sometimes we are professional. Sometimes we're a wife. Sometimes we are um, a creative person. You know, we have different roles, and I feel that we do need to make sure that we not just find the time for ourselves, because a lot of times we don't find the time. We have to actually make the time. So, I think that it's very, you know, self-care is very important, especially your mother. You have a lot of different responsibilities um, to make the time, schedule it in. I hire a babysitter sometimes to help me with the kids um, so that I can have a little bit of time to myself. Um, I'll do, I'll work a lot after they go to sleep. Um, But there are times that I find that, you know, let's say I'm home with my baby and I really, I feel an inspiration, and I start working on a song, and it's beautiful, or a piece, and it's beautiful, and I'm getting somewhere, and then my baby starts crying, and he needs me, and he starts being demanding, and I go and try and distract him, and go back to the piano, and I'm constantly being pulled away. (laughs) Um, I have to really remind myself that, you know, right now, I want to be a composer, but Hashem wants me to be a mother, Mm. and just... Surrender render and acknowledge the fact that like it's not meant to be right now in my mind I want to finish this song and I think that it's important to finish the song but if I was meant to finish it I'll, it will happen at the right time either it will happen later you know and when, when my kids are all sleeping or I was never meant to finish it huh. right now at this time and I have to really Accept that that Hashem, you know, and just leave myself open to the fact that Hashem is going to make it clear what I need to do at that time. And, um, and you know, work on trying to stop myself from saying should. I should be finishing this. He should be entertaining himself. <laughs> um, because it's not true. If it If that's the way it should be, it would be like that.
0: Wow. Um, Talk about faith. Talk about <laughs> faith. We joke around here all the time. That God is the ultimate, um, the yoni. The, God is the ultimate producer. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just had a total <sighs> mind blank on that. God is the ultimate producer, and it's true. Whatever's supposed to happen happens. And, exactly, and yeah. sometimes
2: there are plot twists. Right, And you, you kind of have to adjust. You know,
0: absolutely. Kids are a plot twist. Kids are a plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. Yes Absolutely. Well Absolutely. well, Sarah, I, I have to say it's a total inspiration to speak to you. I felt that way after the last time we spoke. I certainly feel that way as well today. I thank you so much. I, I wish you continued Hatzla and all that you do. I think you're a great role model and a, a great example of what Jewish women are capable of still being oh, thank you. S- still being still being a mom and still being a professional. It's really it's really quite inspiring. I hope you'll keep in touch and and I hope this that this track goes far. I really do.
2: Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. Uh you'll be you've been listening to that slide here at the Nachum Siegel Network. The live lunch will start in just a few moments. Uh if Yoni starts pulling up music in the background, yeah. Oh, we have time. Okay, okay, just checking. Because my clock is wrong. Um, the afternoon continues with the full afternoon of programming. The live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel begins in just a few moments. Top of the hour at eleven AM. Hear more about uh the Kosher Halftime show because we Yoni is back in the studio. We'll we'll share some more antics. Um, that happened behind the scenes. And also, uh, we have a birthday. We have a birthday coming up very, very shortly, so we'll talk about that as well. And then at 1 p.m., it's Throwback Thursday with an encore JM Rewind starting at 4 p.m. And, of course, the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zahmic, brought to you by our friends at Ketem, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Tomorrow morning, join Anaham as he hosts JM and A.M. from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. And at the conclusion of JM and A.M., join Naomi for Table for Two. You guys are heading next week, correct? Yes? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, um, as many of you know, Naomi was supposed to be with us in Atlanta as we were recording the Kosher Halftime Show. Naomi was going to be recording an episode of Table for Two at the Spicy Peach with our good friends at the Spicy Peach. However, because of um, unforeseen circumstances, or as Sarah and I would say, uh, plot twists... Naomi was not able to join us in Atlanta, and instead, she and Yoni will be heading down to Atlanta this Wednesday. Wednesday, it's an all-day trip. An all-day trip. They'll be heading to Atlanta. So our friends in Atlanta head to the Spicy Peach. The recording will begin at twelve, 12 p.m. Eastern. You'll get to see Yoni again for those of you who miss him terribly. I know, you missed, of me. course. And then there'll be Naomi starting her pro- her program, her recording at twelve o'clock, and that show should air the fall that that week as well. So that's very exciting. Don't miss a minute of anything we have going on. I've Rami Saturday Night Sequel. This Motzei Shabbat starting at 9. Matis host J.M. Sunday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Folks, let's go Max. If you can show up at a YU Max game, you should do it. There's plenty to watch and plenty to be proud of. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.